be full of fright. I grant that I was with the devil below in his great big fiery hall, where the devil was giving a ball. I checked my coat and hat and started gazing at the merry crowd who came to witness the show, and I must confess to you, there were many there I knew. Hello. Hi. At the devil's ball. At the devil's ball. Welcome to Dispatchist, a friendly conversation about hell and some other stuff. I'm Jacob. Victoria, I challenge you to be threatening. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with this. <laughs> I'm Victoria. I'm Victoria, damn it. <laughs> Once again, both of you are Victoria. I'm still Jacob. Oh, wait, no, I'm Jamin. Totally no? not threatening. No, no, you've committed to this. Oh, That's right. You're ne- oh, we, are, we are legion now. We are legion, both of us. We are legion. We have to speak as one. This is going to be a strange episode. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> We're still a little uh, goofy from the Dante. Oh, ugh. Before we get started, would you please subscribe? It's free, and it really helps us out a lot. Yes. Put a subscription in your stocking for Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Give the gift of free amateur programming. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you could record our podcast on a cassette and give it to somebody. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, record the mixtape episode (laughs) and give it to somebody. We'll actually have the next mixtape episode out in time for Christmas. Oh, my gosh. You've got two weeks to find a tape recorder and buy it. This is great. And some old uh, Maxell cassettes. This is not a good idea. It is such a good idea. Recorded in mono. If you do this, please take a picture and tweet it to us because I just, I want this to have happened to somebody. Take a picture of the recording of the mixtape of the podcast on USB? Yes. (laughs) Use your Polaroid to take a picture. Yes. Of the cassette tape and then mail it. And fax it to this number. (laughs) Somewhere for Christmas. Some little kid is going to be like, thanks, Grandma. Why didn't you get me socks? (laughs) <laughs> this is episode 32 of The Dispatchist, Brimstone for Christmas. Woohoo! I believe this will be one of our self-indulgent episodes, because I think we need a break. I think so. Yes. We deserve it. Mm-hmm. We were good. We punished sinners. We did. With, mm-hmm. with our voices. <laughs> did anybody bring anything to the party? I did. Because this is our holiday gift guide... I was thinking about shopping, and the thing that I enjoy drinking before shopping is really strong coffee, because the more coffee I drink, the more I buy. And so I brought some coffee from Devil Mountain Coffee Company. It is supposed to be the most, well, the black label, which is what I brought today, is the most caffeinated coffee in the world. It's um, 1,555 milligrams for 12 fluid ounce brew. Cripes! I'm intrigued and horrified. What's the LD50 for caffeine? I do not know. It's That's like 1,251. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I've heard rumors that if you drink enough caffeine, there's a strange plateau on the other side of hyper, where it becomes like a bad trip. I think that was a Futurama episode. Might have been. And I feel like I I drink so much coffee that it wouldn't take much for me to tip into that world and i'm i'm here for it <laughs> what if you were already there and you just didn't realize it 
Sometimes I feel that way. I genuinely feel that way. And also that might be kind of a good live episode is for me to, to see what it <laughs> would take for me to start hallucinating. We'll be recruiting for our third host again soon. <laughs> I brought some entertainment. Oh, good. Uh, being flattened by poisonous hammers each week. Being flattened That's by poisonous hammers each very week? Very straightforward and not confusing in any way. Like No. There's only... There's the why of it. Well, no, but it's like, we normally, like, you say, well, you know, are the snakes multi-headed or are the axes multi-headed? But no, this is very straight and easy to interpret. Yes, I think so. Hmm. But each week? Each week. So this is scheduled? Yes. Okay. I would say Friday after work (laughs) to add an element of dread to the week. (laughs) Or, I mean, it's kind of like some happy hours essentially are the same way. I was going to say, your next drink is going to be the poison hammer. Ooh. Ooh. We should invent a drink called the... I'm sure somebody has a square hammer, a drink called the square hammer. Hmm. Well, because it's winter in Central Texas, and it's uh, currently 80 outside, (laughs) I brought hot soup. (laughs) Hot avocado soup with sprinkled on cinnamon and marshmallows. Okay. Oh, God, the color combinations. Well, you have to grate the ginger fresh. I'm making grating motions with my hand. So it has ginger... And cinnamon and marshmallows? Yes. And why marshmallows? You totally get behind the ginger, 100%. Cinnamon, why not? Marshmallows, mm. Okay. If you want a truly disgusting color combination, Jamin, Google for avocado creme brulee. <gasps> In two weeks, Dante Mixtape, get ready for the avocado creme brulee. I'm going to have to make that. It sounds disgusting. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's gorgeous. No, it's the other thing. Oh no, that mm. one's terrible. That one caramelized wrong. Oh, the bit with like it's got the spoon taken out of it, the chunk? Yeah. That's nice. Okay. So, okay. are you looking at the Oh, oh. Mm, now we no. now we're, we've given away the surprise for the next episode. So, let's let's So, hot avocado soup. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? It's going to have the texture, and we've already gone over avocado shakes are actually very delicious. They are. Oh, avocado ice cream, very good. Avocado ice cream, really delicious. Avocado bubble tea, quite Mm -hmm. good. It's actually very good. What you're doing is, this is going to be kind of a sweet soup. So, if you had hot chocolate with cinnamon and ginger and marshmallows, it'd be delicious. So, if you have hot avocado soup, why not add cinnamon and ginger and marshmallows? Hmm. Maybe it's just uh, we have so many expectations and assumptions about the avocado that it is difficult to think of it with marshmallows, but we use marshmallows with yams. This is true. Thanksgiving just happened. I'm positive a large percentage of the English-speaking world ate marshmallows recently. It's probably true. It's been a while, but I brought some hell news, and I'm really excited by this one. It's kind of a follow-up to Inferno November. An artificial intelligence slash robot, Ada, AI-DA, named after Ada Lovelace, has been performing her own poetry, inspired in a sort of neural learning way by Dante's Inferno, by the entire Divine Comedy, actually. She's also given a TED Talk. Her poetry is pretty neat. Her prose is a little bit woobly. Just like Dante. (laughs) Possibly. Uh, She's actually got a, a nicely built robot body. It looks a little bit claymation, but still very believable. Is she an AI or a robot? Yes. Well, uh, the the concepts are linked in the whole Ada world. Oh, just like the real Ada Lovelace. Right, who was a claymation robot. 
So is she, and she goes, that's her, that's the pronoun she, or? Uh, I believe so. The okay. museum, the article I was reading identified her as her. Okay, so are these invited <laughs> talks and readings, or does she just show up and everybody's terrified (laughs) she reads the phone book and her neural learning creates an invitation list (laughs) worst open mic ever (laughs) see some of her poetry a needle and thread would be necessary for the completion of the picture to view the poor creature who were in misery that of a hawk eyes sewn shut that feels like canto 12 it does it does yeah have you guys heard of Inspirobot? No. That's the one where you get to pen and you draw circles and it makes overlapping spirals? That's Spirograph. Oh. However, Inspirobot is an AI. It's a it's a bot that creates inspirational posters. Yes. And no, maybe. They are genius. Oh. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> It is just, it's totally genius, because some of them hit a little too close, like they're a little too perfect. Oh, this one's beautiful. It says, no sentimentalism, no self-annihilation. Mine is a guy (laughs) below a basketball hoop, and it says, believe in abhorrent protest. It has a kind of stereotypical alien wearing a suit at a desk with a cocktail and a skull, and it says, we might as well challenge guns. <laughs> oh, they have Inspiro merch. So it fits in with the show. They go visit Zazzle and buy some Inspiro merch. What brings us here together, then? Together, here, we are shopping for Christmas. Specifically, we are shopping for gifts for me, because I just uh, went on a search for all the things that I want for, for the holidays, for Festivus in particular. I don't think we should get into a Pampered Princess contest. This might go badly. I think you're probably a more Pampered Princess than me. I was just going to say it's me. (gasps) (laughs) I think all (laughs) y'all... All All y'all are way more high maintenance than I am. (laughs) This is definitely true. We are kind of targeting presents and gifts with just a little whiff of brimstone. Like not... I started thinking for the Satanist in your life, but that's kind of narrow casting. These should be just faintly misguided and evil. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this Etsy sculpture with the uranium glass and the... Oh, yeah. Tell us more about that. Is that uh, what you want or is that what you're getting one of us? Well, if I could afford it, I would definitely give it to one of you because it's terrible and I don't want it. <laughs> did look like something made of terracotta pottery having an emotional breakdown and <laughs> nuclear meltdown at the same time. And it glows in the dark. So, okay, what part of it is uranium glass? It looks- the eyes. Oh, okay. okay. Right. So, I was actually shopping for uranium glass for of course. a friend yes. of mine who has a uranium glass collection. Neat. Which is a fun rabbit hole to go down. Yep. And while, like, trolling, you know, for cheap uranium glass, this was one of the, um, what's the word, uh, sponsored things. Uranium glass devil face jug. Yes. Mm. It's okay. really hideous. It's... it's- it- truly disturbing hmm. well that's going to be the high bar for for us i think i know i yeah. think i may i may meet you on this with some of the things or at least one thing that i saw at the horror for the holidays there was this amazing little krampus statue that was cast in resin 
He was probably about like eight inches tall and he was it, it, several different colors of resin. He had mm. a little glow in the dark head, he yes. had a little blue body, a little resin backpack or, you know, basket. He was really, really cute. Um, he was out of my price range. So I unfortunately thought, oh, you know, like maybe I'll go to the website and, and get one. But alas, it's not there right now. However, oh. I do want to tell you about this, this artist. So the company is called Creatures of Decay. The guy who makes this stuff is a San Antonio artist named Dave Prieto, and he goes by Dingy Dave. So these little creatures that he makes, he makes everything from Lil Orlocks, if you remember who Orlock is. No. Orlock is the vampire in Nosferatu. Oh. So he makes these adorable. I'm going to put the link in the the little Orlocks are adorable, and they all glow in the dark. Uh, And His cuddly little werewolves are awfully cute. Oh, they're so cute and... Very cartoony vibe here. A lot of character for a three-inch model. This is Rainbow Sherbet Werewolf. This is nice. It's really cool stuff. And they've got the little Orlock magnets. And I have to tell you, I talked to him for a while about how he actually does this because, you know, one might just think this is 3D printed, but it's not. He actually sculpts the the molds and then he casts them in resin. And the other thing that I really, really wanted were the little cosmonauts. With the, do you see the little cosmonauts, the skeletons? Well, with the, the little... head and the glass globe, that Aww. is creepy. Those are those are a triple cast. So he casts like the little skeleton body, and then he casts every, the little skull, and then he casts the little outer suit. So it's this very elaborate process that makes these little things. And they're amazing when you see them in per- in person because they actually do glow in the dark and they're like very weighty and satisfying to hold. So for Christmas this year, we're getting you a resin casting kit and Please you can do. make your own. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do enjoy casting with resin, but this is, this is something that I am, this is true artistry. No, this is very this. nice. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So um, I'm hoping that he gets the big... Krampus back and that I can justify spending a chunk of change on it. So do consider visiting dispatch.ist where we will have pictures of many, most, or all of these things on our on our episode 32 blog post. And you can support in- indie artists and vendors. And us. We're not getting a dime off of this because nope, we're not uh-uh. that intelligent. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> can I tell you about the other thing that I saw that I really, really enjoyed at the horror for the holidays which was put on by uh blood over texas by the way yes we mentioned them during krampus night a year ago yep 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 so i met drew edwards who is a very cool guy hi drew (laughs) i think you guys would really enjoy drew so he creates halloween man comics so yeah. this is a line of comics. Yeah. So you know you're familiar with Halloween. Well, I was at Horror for the Holidays, and that was a really engaging booth. There was lots of very orange and black cartoons on your various supers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the whole story of Halloween Man is that is his name is Solomon Hitch, and he was slain by a vampire but brought back to life by arcane magic. And so now with the help of his girlfriend, who is a super scientist – as well as some other buddies, like a necromancer named Morlack and somebody that I really want to learn more about, the hedonistic demigod Mangoat. <laughs> and goat. De- Mangoat. And so with this cast of characters, he defends Solar City, Texas from evil. Oh, and it's so I got, local. Yeah. And, and this guy's local. He is writing a book about our holiday buddies, 
such as Frau Perkta and the Yule Cat. So <gasps> I think at some point we would enjoy talking to him more about his Yes, work. I'd love that. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to get Drew to come on and join us. But I got the, um, I actually did buy a gift for somebody else. I got Jason, who you guys might remember. Sorry, Jason, you're gonna, you're finding out about this early. But I got him. Jason, the pause now. Fast forward 15 <laughs> seconds. La, 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 la. I got Jason the um, Christmas special issue of Halloween Man. So yeah. while we're Neat. talking about while we're talking about comic books, I have a recommendation. Mm-hmm. It is not recent. This is a 2006 recommendation. I really loved the Battle Pope comic back in the oh, day. I you may remember, have, yeah, yeah, I you may have me mentioned them before. Yeah. I found that there were four graphic novels available on Amazon. I only have three, so I'm very excited by this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battle Pope is a 2002-2006 comic. It's by the guy that did Invincible, if you've been watching that on Netflix, although no. much earlier work. This is a more kind of underground culture, slightly drug comic-y style of humor. In- Which I hate. <laughs> <laughs> the kidding, worst. Kidding, kidding. So, like fabulous furry freak brothers, or um, not not quite, from. not quite that druggy, but definitely, definitely underground style. It's an indie comic. Mm-hmm. So, in the not too distant future, Pope Oswald Leopold II is, um, you know, all popes are trained in the martial arts, of course. So, it's not a very hard journey for him to become a superhero. Mm-hmm. The rapture takes place. Only two people are enraptured. Mm-hmm. One of them is Ned Flanders. The other one has been in a coma for 20 years. So that's the kind of standards that God has. The demons break loose on the earth, and there's a massive war between two factions, heavy losses on both sides. And to help protect both sides, really, God uplifts Oswald Leopold II into this incredibly buff, muscular uh, pope warrior and gives him his only begotten son, who's kind of a slightly dim hippie type Mm -hmm. uh, and Mm -hmm. they fight crime batman style it's a lot of fun pretty raunchy in places i really enjoyed it in college i really enjoy it now i did find out there's a series of youtube shorts from spike tv i watched the first one and then i actually deleted youtube from my computer i never want to see those again (laughs) but they're there (laughs) so why don't you want to see them ever again it wasn't up to the quality of the original it was kind of also very low grade Flash animation. I, I've seen better locally. <laughs> okay. okay. Didn't love it. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was funny enough. I laughed. I cried. I I deleted YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Does anybody? I I've got several other things, but I want to hear what what things you're going to buy me for Christmas. Well, what things are going to buy you for Christmas? I actually mm-hmm. have some stuff picked out, but you can't see it, and it mostly involves booze. But you can imagine <laughs> that I'm going to buy you Luke Draws Alternative Scouting Badges. <gasps> what? So when you were a scout, you probably didn't earn your badge in Curses and Hexes or Home Dentistry or Cult Leader or Plague yeah. Immunity. <gasps> but as an adult, you might have achieved these lofty goals. And Luke Draws can help you get the Badge of your dreams. You want a badge for arson? You want a badge for invisibility? He's there for you. There's money laundering! I know, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, these are really cute little hoots. They're like six bucks a piece, so it's not free, but it's still definitely in the stocking stuffer. Six bucks Um, for a badge is perfect. It's the sash that's expensive. True. (laughs) He didn't sell the sashes. It's like the razor blade model, like, you know... Yeah. Yeah, the the razor's cheap, but the razor blades, man. 
that's where they get you. So you are definitely going to get the immortality and maybe grave robbery badges. Moving into a more local realm. So the artist for Creatures of Decay, San Antonio, um, Drew Edwards is a local guy. Hi, Drew. Another amazing local place that we have been to is Curio Arcanum. Yes. And so I just want to give a shout out to them, especially because I talked with Francis. Hi, Francis. Hi, Francis. He gave me a, a nice list of all of the fun things that can be on your gift list for this year. So lots and lots of stocking stuffers, uh, creepy wind-ups, novelty shrunken heads, um, posable Fiji mermaid skeletons. Oh, way better than the unposable Fiji mermaid skeletons. Those, yeah, they're no fun. So the Curio Canon, it's it's a little curio shop in South Austin. It's got a very kind of Zoltar's or Fortune motif. There's like red velvet curtains and things like that, and a huge golden toss statue in the front. Really neat place, but they have a very good online catalog as well. Oh, it's it's super nice. I'm on their website now, and I just kind of like, I scrolled through it, and I stopped on one, and it says, Ritual and Monitor of the Martinist Order. And, and I yes. think it's just basically like vermouth and gin mm-hmm. and olives, right? Yeah. Is this, is this a drink or a, a toy? I, I think <laughs> the Martinist Order is actually not a drink, oh, but... Martini. Okay. Sorry, I'm mm-hmm. dumb. And they have events there, they've got classes, they have wet specimens, they've got all kinds of tarot cards, and they have an amazing library as well. At the Um, top of the stairs is a selection of soaps, all of which are absolutely hilarious. Yes. Go go, Go visit the soaps. And if I took baths, which I don't, I would buy one. Thank God for Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and and also because Jamin doesn't bathe they have lots of incense and candles and resin and uh, things for to make your house smell good but I will say one of the things that somebody could get me from there is they have a Curio Arcanum um, novelty fez hat oh. with the seal of the Curia on it so oh, how charming. I, I really want the fez does hats. that mean that there's a way to get custom fez hats um, I am thinking, I think we're thinking the same thing. Let's, let's hold that totally thought. we should totally get some fez, some custom fezzes. Yeah. Can we start a kick? Fezzes. Okay. A Kickstarter mm-hmm. for Boer Fez. You can't because you can only start Kickstarters for minimalist wallets. Oh. Oh. Yeah. There are rules. Oh, damn. The okay. best minimalist wallet ever. Just a piece of tape. <laughs> <laughs> This fez is adorable. Isn't it cute? So I think we should, I mean, I think I definitely want to get one of theirs, but I also think we should explore the world of custom fezzes. Is, is. Uh, another local store that I went to, uh, Dragon's Lair Comics and Fantasy, which I have oh, my yes. China registered there, they had an adorable plush Kerberos. He was very cute. What? It's, it's super cute. He was very cute. He had this adorable, adorable dusty gray coat, little punk necklaces, and dull red eyes that made him look like the evil version of Annie's dog. <laughs> so I, I did some research to find the brand name. Uh, it's from Ebros Gifts Online. It's kind of like like you could stock Spencer's Gifts back room, the fantasy section Ooh. from this store very easily. I actually, I'm not in love with the site, but they did have a line of plush Greek horror critters, including Kerberos the Hydra, and the Chimera. 
And Aww. they're pretty cute. If you have $125 lying around, you can get all three of them and like load up your desk with these things. They're pretty adorable. Uh, he's e- Ebros, E-B-R-O-S, right? This is moderately cute. The Kerberos? Yes. Yes. And he's got- He's very cute. What's the sigil on his chest? It's sort of an eye in the pyramid on fire. I don't really know if it means anything or not. It may be Mount Olympus. I'm not sure. So really solid little, little line of plushies. Y'all have seen the squishable Baphomet, right? Yes. Yes, I yes. have. He's very adorable. That's another classic. And he's available from squishable.com. My, one of my friends has the plague, the squishable plague doctor. Oh, that seems less charming than Baphomet. Can we talk drinks for a bit? Yeah. Back to drinks? Back to drinks. Let me sip so, my soup. I've had this one in the back of my head for about 10 years. The last time I saw it was about 10 years ago. And I think I misconstrued it because there was a display of absinthe at the local liquor store. Mm. And one of them was Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, you know, he's, uh, he's a terrible, terrible person. Just throwing that out there. But yes, please go on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say that. So in my head, I had it. This was a bright red, shockingly red absinthe. But I think that there's actually a there was a red absinthe next to it because it's a Marilyn Manson is a fairly traditional absinthe. It's um, a little bit more enthusiastic and less subtle. But reviews say that it's pretty good absinthe for a pretty good price. Pretty good. I like that's a, that you know that is that's your catch. That's your bring them in phrase if they're ever definitely <laughs> soft selling this one. Absinthe is really expensive though, <laughs> so it is. But I think it's one of those things that you want to pay for, right? Well, I the, mean, the reviews are nice; they're positive. Okay. They say, I mean, he worked with he worked with an absinthe distiller, Marcus Lyon, to make this product, this vintage, and generally result, the reviews are fairly positive. It is not red; it is green with blue highlights, and there's a kind of a creepy impressionist painting that Mister. Manson did himself on the bottle. Oh, wow. Okay. As an absinthe connoisseur. I love absinthe. If you're getting a sweeter, less, like, less complicated thing, just get a bottle of Pernod or like Pernod Fee, right? Yeah, Pernod. It's, it's like it's, 20 bucks and it's, uh-huh. it luches. Thank you, Mark. I'm actually not wearing shirt with buttons today, but it luches. <laughs> it's green. It inspires you to poetry. Mm-hmm. And it's better than... It's better than ouzo with green food coloring. That is getting it your, for yourself. And if you're getting it for somebody else, consider Marilyn Manson. Can I say the the one thing that like that appeals to me about this drawing is that it looks like Crispin Glover. The bottle art shows this kind of strangely colored, somewhat impressionistic person leaning over a chalice. And it does resemble Crispin Glover's artwork. Hmm. Maybe they and went, him. Oh, yeah. Maybe they went to the same school or something. <laughs> Crispin Glover is, uh, I I would really enjoy talking to Crispin Glover in person sometime. Hi, Crispin. I I have one of his albums. I want the books. Like, I really want those books. Hmm. Do you know about his books, Jamin? Do you know know much about Crispin Glover? He was in Back to the Future. Yes, he was. He was. The remake of Ben. That was fun. Ben or Willard? Willard, I think. Willard, yeah. It was Willard. That was really and good. I watched that with the original, and the new version is so good. And he has a series of... And this is not entirely off topic, because they are gift booky, but he's got several books that are kind of like found art, sort of. Interesting. Right? So... 
and you can hide you well at least a few years ago you i don't know how it works you probably can't you certainly can't do this during the pandemic don't know if this will happen in the future but you could try you could get him to come and do his slideshow that is i think it's called it's fine everything is fine and he'll come and like if we ever if he does that in the future we could say rent out the alamo and try to get uh, get Kristen glover to come and do a presentation for us i am afraid of him <laughs> but i mean that's the appeal right but he lives in Prague, so... Go, going back to, before we leave Mansynth, I need to read some of the Google shopping reviews of this product. A week ago, I was having some construction done in my home and got this to assist with the dust. It seems to make a huge difference. The one improvement would be washable filters. <laughs> uh, Lisa H. And Tim B. says, great product so far. We've been using this every night in our bedroom now for almost two weeks. We both saw an improvement the next day, not waking up feeling so gunky in our lungs. We'll see what the next six months hold for us, but hoping it continues. What? <laughs> so on the, on the same line of absinthe, Jacob, one of our mutual friends, one of the drinks he enjoys is called a Sazerac. Okay. Oh, I love Sazeracs. Where the, the gist of it is you pour absinthe in a glass, and then you pour the absinthe out, and you pour rye whiskey in the glass, and you drink that instead. Like, that's how you make a Sazerac. Homeopathic absinthe? Yeah, it's like, you take absinthe, and you throw it out, and then you have rye whiskey. Sazeracs are good. I mean, yeah, I, I like- had one. My, my, my absinthe experimentation has been limited to delicate little almond cakes that are dyed green. Oh. And loaded with absinthe. Oh. I like your, I like homeopathic absinthe. I like the, I like that idea. I have, uh, since you were talking about drinks, I do have a food product oh. that we should consider. And it comes from one of our favorites, the Satanic Temple. Hmm. <laughs> it's very, I was so excited about this. So, hmm. uh, spoiler alert, uh, several people on my gift list are going to be getting this for Christmas. But so, of course, they have what you expect. They've got, you know, the really cute little Baphomet ornaments, Yule Cat t-shirts and mugs. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of Krampus stuff, of course. And then their own branded items. But the best branded item of all is the Satanic Temple Official Hot Sauce. Oh, okay. I was thinking something terrible like Pringles, but hot sauce makes sense. (laughs) So they have four flavors. They have... A garlic chipotle, ghost pepper, jalapeno, and mango habanero. So I question this. The Satanic Temple is a New England organization. They're out of Salem. Oh. Do, do they truly appreciate hot sauce? Yeah. Is it just well, like water with black pepper on top and they're like, oh, it's too much? I feel like it's worth a shot. And I feel like they are national enough to have regional buyers that know what they're doing. I'm I'm holding out faith that <laughs> this is going to at least be pretty good. I was Maybe almost it'll... almost entirely certain you were going to say they had a gummy Bahamut. <laughs> oh my god! A gummy Bahamut so, would still be better than Pringles. A gum. Oh my god, that would be so good. Some gummy demons. <gasps> I like both Where? garlic chipotle and mango habanero. So I feel like they they at least they tried. Good job. Good job, Satanic Temple. Yeah. I, I'm intrigued. Like, I'm not a mango person, but so I'm intrigued by the other three. Mm-hmm. But anywho, so for all your for all the foodies on your list, can I go tawdry now? Oh please! 
let's see, we've been talking for how long before anybody went to Audrey? At least six months ago. So I went to Hot Topic. As you do. I, I have to go at least twice a year. Okay. Uh, in, in memory of what it used to mean to me. Gotcha. So, okay, yes, you are Generation Hot Topic. Yeah. I am, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in the front display, they have what looked like merch from an animated girl band. Uh, it was called Hex Girls. And it was super cute. It was like these three, just like the three kind of vampire, gothy, glam girls that were in a little little band together. It turns out that since 1999, these characters have been part of the Scooby-Doo Extended Cinematic Universe. And they've picked up a fair amount of GBLT slash girl power cred because, you know, they're, they've, they've been recurring characters. Uh, Daphne got on stage when she was trying to snub Fred and perform with them. They're, they're pretty fun. There's a video of their Earth, Wind, Fire, and Something song available on YouTube. And a number of Etsy vendors and indie t-shirt people have been captivated by them. But you can go to Hot Topic and find a lot of band merch, uh, backpack, t-shirts, and a Funko Pop miniature series. That one is definitely on my Christmas list. They're pretty cute. What is the name again? Hex Girls. Hex Girls. Yeah, they're an eco-goth rock band. Eco goth. Oh my god. Eco goth rock band. Yes. So this was in the, in the late nineties. So that, that kind of approach to things was trending a little bit. This is like Captain Planet gone goth. Well, <laughs> they're they're fun. They're fun characters. They look good. They're fun. Sadly, there is no merch for their copycat band, the Jinx Gals. <laughs> they're a little more punk. A little more uh, Tank Girl style punk. So they're kind of like uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Inspired by. Inspired okay. by for sure. Uh huh. I know. You know. I'm. I was too old for Gem, also. But it also seems kind of Gem adjacent. I think so. I mean, it's the the crime fighting girl rock band that has DNA that goes back to the seventies. Josie and the Pussycats was a really good movie, by the way. I haven't seen it. I it's, used to love the cartoon when I was a kid. It's it's worth seeing. It's got some jokes that are not for kids. <laughs> Okay, okay. But I yeah, remember when that came out. Hex Girls, Scooby-Doo, Extended Universe, Scooby-verse. Rock Band. They're pretty fun. Awesome. Okay, excellent. Good Good find. Good find. So so in, in the culture wars, uh, it was brought up that these this band promoted Satanism with music that is an occult influence on kids, of course. Of course. Why wouldn't this it This is be? a minority-held view that's promoted by a group called Jesus is Savior. But the Landover Baptist Church picked up it in their weird parody site. Oh, okay. I'll have to look at that. I'll uh, link to that in the show notes. <laughs> cool. So do you want to hear a little bit about what's available at Morbid Anatomy that I want? Oh, yeah. Well, this, besides the six-part <laughs> lecture on underworld mythology. That is definitely on my wish list. Uh-huh. Um, but also, they have got a lot of other classes that you can take. Um, I want yep. to take the one about the foreskin of Christ. Oh, when was that? It's it's for Christmas. Is that a really that one's up now? Yeah, it's up. It's up soon. I think it's the twenty third or so. I've read the book. It was delightful. So tell me more. Uh, mm, is this mm, fiction, but, nonfiction? But, but, mm, do mm, do we have to? But, mm, mm. <laughs> it's it's the story of the most. Oh, it's the story of the relic that actually existed, probably, maybe, and where it went, why the Vatican hides it, that sort of thing. Okay, I want to put a pin in this, 
metaphorically speaking. I was just going to say. (laughs) Because I have an idea for another podcast that is related. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll have to talk about this at another time. Mm-hmm. When we when we decide we need a, another podcast. So uh, morbid morbid ne- the lecture Victoria. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So uh, so I am intrigued by uh, it had the, one the that- odor of sanctity. <laughs> no, of course it did. Get the spray bottle. Bad bad podcast host. <laughs> so along with Jesus's foreskin, they also have classes in tarot and taxidermy victorian morning art death and just so many but um there are uh, just like tons of stuff that they have like jewelry home decor wait stuff to buy that's like physical items physical items that you can buy in exchange for money cash money okay so the exchange of of, of goods and services they've got these really cool paintings uh, of demons by an artist named maria pia mascara but one of the things that i think would be a really cool gift for somebody is they also have all these uh antiques and kind of like one-of-a-kind items is it's a broad it's a half sheet from 1900 like around 1900 titled horrible horrible successo illustrated by jose guadalupe posada and i'm gonna put a link in here we've heard that name before right oh yeah yeah he's a very famous um illustrator Kind of a, a, a satirical cartoonist um, who did a lot of kind of political cartoons. Okay. But this half sheet is, he was a printmaker um, who did these kind of little satirical cartoons. And so the story of, depicted in the horrible successo, is an event in Mexico which, where the Virgin of Guadalupe came to the aid of a virtuous battered woman whose husband had secretly sold her to a demon. So the whole the story is told in this half sheet. So essentially, the Virgin de Guadalupe took the place of this woman and tricked the demon. Is there just one of these, or are there lots of these? It's, There's just one of them. So they have these. Yes, four hundred. It's four hundred dollars. It's it's likely fairly unique. So they have a lot of stuff like that. That's kind of these amazing, interesting pieces of one of a kind. You know, history. And a lot of mourning art and things like that. Oh, it is striking. Someone is being struck. It's it's in the picture. <laughs> They've got a lot of medical grotesqueries. Oh my god, so many! Mm. Mm-hmm. I won't nice. get that link. You're welcome. It's really cool, and they also have these. Um, they have an, an an artist who makes these <clears throat> an, um, anatomical model dolls. These handmade dolls that are <gasps> based on anatomical models that are really really cool oh my gosh the femme satan limited edition print is so cute how limited it's affordable oh is that by the the artist maria no it's aaron aaron padati oh okay yeah this shows a a very buxom satan in either red skin tight outfit or just red skin leading along two doggy sorts of things maybe other oh, they're humans that look kind of doggy in the style of the devil tarot card is this under the fine art yeah 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 okay. femme satan limited edition signed prints by aaron Perotti. i'll take two so we have to go through the entire like fine art section of this website which is well worth the trip oh yeah they've got beautiful stuff okay so moving on I'm actually in actual Christmas presents. In September, I taught myself to crochet, and I've been making hats for 
I was just like, I'm just going to make hats for Christmas for everyone. So everyone's getting a hat for Christmas. And I've realized something. So my, my sister crochets, my mom crochets, my grandmother crochets. A lot of people I know have crocheted. And I spent 30 years of my life actively not trying to learn to crochet. And it's very hard to learn to crochet on your own. I know young, masculine, 10-year-old me was like, no, don't want to. And now I'm just like, ugh, I wish I'd listened. Mm-hmm, and I can mm-hmm. tell if, chair creaks, I can tell if you're listening at home and you thought to yourself, I want to learn to crochet, do it. It's really easy. The hard part, so you know how learning curves, it goes like there's the easy bit and the advanced bit and then there's the really hard bits and you have to like practice to get really good. With crochet, it's the exact opposite. The absolute hardest part is the very beginning, right? That first stitch, absolutely devilish. That first chain, absolutely, like, it's it's terrible. It literally took me three weeks to chain a magic circle. If you don't know what that means, don't worry. And now, I'm doing just super, well, I say super, like, like stuff my mom was like, oh, you really shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. Like, like crocheting with two threads at once, two different colors of yarn. Um, at once. And it's just, it's easy. Everything's perfect. If you take a beginner and you give them a project you're halfway through, they can finish it. It's just starting is the hardest part. So you're getting a hat for Christmas. Cool. Because we live in Texas where it's warm and you need fuzzy hats. But sometimes we go places. Sometimes we, we, we have to climb down the devil's rump and it's kind of mm, chilly. Mm. Yeah, you need, you need some yeah. ear flaps. Ear flaps, definitely. And I also want to say, if you receive a gift from a loved one that is handmade, I want you to lie to them and tell them you love it and appreciate it. Because it took them $20 worth of material and 10 hours of their time to make something you could buy online for $5. I have an out here. I don't like you that much. (laughs) I'm still getting you a hat for Christmas. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. One thing that we've talked about a number of times on this podcast because i really like it is the inferno role-playing game from asheron books mm, mm-hmm. which is going into pre-order now so it should be available in the spring of 2022 which really is about the same time as any orderable item right now because of the supply chain issues so you can check them out and download the quick start guide to see if it's kind of your cup of tea it looks like it's most of the material for making characters in this world this is a really pretty RPG for 5th ed D&D. They're going to get to the entire uh, Divine Comedy over over time, but they started with Inferno because it's the first and probably the easiest to make a game about as well. Hmm. And I, I have a fear that that book is going to arrive at the same time as the big furry 5th edition Kickstarter game. We'll have to redo the entire gaming table if those, both of those come in at the same time. So is this basically shoots and ladders for Satan's butthole? No. <laughs> Nothing like that at all. And it's Candyland. <laughs> Candyland for Satan's butt. Uh, this, is a, <laughs> this is a really pretty book, and I, I'm still very excited by it. So the big furry, what is it, the, the big furry 5th edition? There was a 5th um, a edition RPG supplement for furries, basically, and it looked really involved. I don't know anything else about that. Apparently, I bought it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Sometimes I just fall into Kickstarters. It's dangerous. My finger slipped. I have to say, I am pretty disappointed because there have been two Kickstarters that I have thrown money at and I have yet to 
actually receive anything from them. So yeah, I, that happens like I think half the time. <laughs> it's really yeah. So I don't know. Oh, there are two things that I really really wanted to, but I don't know. On a website called Lunafeed, Lunafide, Lunafide. I'm not sure how you say that word actually. L u n a f i d e. They had some really beautiful occult cloaks. Oh. It looks like they're made of kind of high-end hoodie material, so that kind of slightly nylon-y, plushy, mm, soft... Mm-hmm. Jersey. Jersey, but much deeper. Enough to hold like some nice illustrations. But the line has a lot of really kind of new-age, uh, cult, dark-looking stuff. There's a, a cloak based on Book of the Dead symbolism. The Fenrir cloak is kind of Celtic artwork and wolves in a very metal sort of way. Uh, Scarab design, Uraeus from Egyptian mythology, Hugin, bloody Hugin. But they're really pretty. They've got kind of a wizard robe cut to them. Really nice illustrations and designs. Soft, fluffy, fleecy lining. It's not wool. It's uh, Sherpa, which is like fake wool. They're just really nice designs. They, They look really pretty. The models look pretty wearing them. Looks like a nice website. And if you want to look like a weird New Age flasher, you can get the Fenris robe, cloak, and the shorts. (laughs) I just saw the shorts. And wear them together. (laughs) Oh, okay. I did not know they had shorts. Oh, no. It looks very warm. Leggings. Yeah, yeah. In Texas, I don't know if you can wear those too often or not. See, this is kind of like they're like kind of... um, occulty uh slankets a little bit yes, yes. that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is except classy mm-hmm. classy classy occulty slankets they yeah. have a line of blankets that look very wearable kind of shawl looking i don't know some of these some of the some of the the models are a little too duty see <laughs> like- <laughs> i'm okay with them you're okay with the duty duty models is his name chad mm-hmm. <laughs> oh he does look a bit like a chad yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah. Oh, they've got leggings. Okay, okay. There's some fun stuff here. Uh, Goesha pins. Everybody can have Goesha pins. Ooh, cool. Uh, As long as you have limited needs for your, like, extended demon universe. Uh, They've got Malthus, and they've got Stolas, Ashtaroth, Bure, Kame, Pazuzu, very cute. He's not actually in the Goesha, but he's still fun. There's a couple of artists that make them. Smoking Sheep has some very cute cartoony ones. They had one that was a bureau where you could spin his little legs like a pinwheel. (laughs) Yes. Uh And Torvinus has some enamel pins that are inspired by the illustrations from Dictionary Infernal. He only has Stolas and Beelzebug. Beelzebug is like Beelzebub, but it looks like a bug. (laughs) Those are those are pretty fun, and you know, nice Mm -hmm. back pocket stuff as well. Mm, World Uh, is full of cute things. It is. So Jack Chick tracts. (gasps) Yes. I wanted to share with you Hot Chicks, the DVD, uh, but what? it is extremely ungoogleable. Okay, so how did you find it then? On Google. <laughs> oh, oh, I get it. It's like, okay, so it's I just like, duh, typing Hot Chicks. Do it on your work computer. work computer. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so this was a 2002 compilation, 2006 compilation. It's been around a while of... Short adaptations of Jack Chick films. I think there's one animated one as well. It's, you can't find it anymore, which is really sad. And also, it's very hard to Google for. But so are these? Were they? Were these produced by Chick Tracks? No. One of the reasons. Parodies? One of the reasons it's hard to find is because Chick does protect his copyrights. At least dead now, but still. 
So this was very kind of under the radar, anonymous. You can't even find the distributor producer on the box. Ooh, uh-huh. The website is just chick.com, so it links back to Jack Chick's work. So you won't be able to find this one, but you can still find used copies of the Dark Dungeons movie. Oh, which came okay. out in 2014. It adds some extra scenes that weren't in the canon of the original, including like an encounter with Cthulhu. I actually thought, I, I kind of got excited, like you had found Jack Chick tracks, like you'd either found them or printed them out and like the perfect stocking stuffer, an actual, uh, what do they call them? The track. The, yeah. Well, what's that size called? Tracked. Tracked. Yeah. I just left uh-huh. it, you know, put in the comic. Comic? Um, yeah. Stocking. I, I don't buy chick material anymore. I used to be quite a fan, but it started, started feeling bad. Like, there was an ecosystem here that I was participating in that didn't make me happy. Ah. But Dark Dungeons, I really liked that one a lot. It's one of the classics. And the movie adaptation, it's pretty fun. It's, it's, it's well produced. I backed it on Kickstarter, but you can still find it here and there online. Uh, I think you can actually stream it from Amazon, too, as well, if you just want to get a copy for yourself. Okay. I've never seen any of, any of the, the movies I mean, they're all indie people that are just anti-fans, fanish about it. Uh-huh. I, I still feel like we should do a, an episode on Chick Tracks. Oh, that'll happen. Mm-hmm. That will absolutely happen. We won't buy them. We'll torrent them and print them ourselves on our laser printer. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave away my entire collection last year. I just got upset. It happens. Just having them around. Yeah. You can, you can of course, buy them on Amazon. Truth, but I won't. One last one. This is coming from an artist in Houston, Texas, uh, House of Phaedra. You will not believe how it's spelled, so I'll just go through it. H-A-U-S-O-V-P-H-A-E-D-R-A. Okay, that is not where I was going. I was even... No. I was thinking like, oh, P-H. No, no. This is sort of an Etsy apothecary site. It specializes in kind of magical potions and lotions and notions, but they have a line of perfumes. And Mm. what stopped me was the Von Krampus perfume. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a patchouli base with with coal brimstone and smoke on top of it. So spices and smoke. Ooh, but it's, you know, it's getting, a bit patchouli. It's a universal. Does, does it smell like a passage grave? I don't know. I don't have a context for that. So I have fond memories of being in a passage grave. One time when I was in Ireland, I was going around looking at passage graves because they're everywhere. But there was this one particular place I was at. And so you can just go into fields to look at these to these graves. There's little, you know, things you can climb over to get over the fence and whatnot. And it started raining really suddenly and really heavily. And I was out in the middle of nowhere. So I went into a passage grave to, to wait out the storm. Mm-hmm. And it was very earthy and smoky. Well, if you went to... Relive that, memories yeah. of that, you should consider investing in the In the Grave perfume blend, uh, which is patchouli, dirt, wormwood, and vetiver, which is a, a, that fra- sounds a about, fragrant that grass. That sounds about right. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. vetiver. Mm-hmm. Also in the sampler we're going to get is Mistress Krampus, which is amber, tobacco, vanilla, fire, and cinnamon. Ooh, that, that sounds that nice. That actually yeah. sounds nice. I like amber. I, I Again, I can't imagine what it smells like. Like like yellow, petrified tree sap. Okay. Mm. Morning Vale which is carnations, lilies, and dried roses. It's the smell of a Victorian funeral. Oh, that... Oh, Vail, V-E-I-L. No? No. I feel like that that, that would be very heavy and cloying. Uh, I forget what else I got, but uh, you can get a Krampus sampler pack, which has five samples of the perfume for like 18 bucks. That's what we're getting. 
and uh, it it looks really nice. I wish we could have tested it before we recorded this, but I'm excited by this. I think it'll be. Oh yeah, I'm really too. Pretty. And I shouldn't be so dismissive of the morning one. I could just already like. I feel like that one is creepy, mm. <laughs> like unlike the ones that smell like graves. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Go slow with me here. So something I've actually recently invested in mm-hmm. is uh, dude soap. I thought you didn't bathe. Damn it! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was not that was not very improvisational. I should I should have said yes and. She called me out. <laughs> I didn't say I used them. I just said I've been buying them. <laughs> Mm, there you go. There you go. So uh-huh. you just have this wall of soaps. Yes. So I was listening to the Clockwork Cabaret, which is a steampunk music podcast. It's fun. Oh, you tell me about this. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they were having a conversation about what you'd use to ward off a drag queen. <laughs> and the suggestion was Axe body spray. Ooh. Uh. Yeah. 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 And I think maybe um, drugstore cosmetics too. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose so. A, li- a line in cheap eyeshadow across the ground. <laughs> Exactly. It was just like a, you know, some sigil made in Maybelline mascara. Okay. So there's a website. It's called Badass Beard Care. And they do normal things okay. like beard wash, beard soap, beard wax, beard oil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But they've got, oh, 20, 30 different flavors. Maybe maybe 12. I got two. One is the Viking. <laughs> I got it because... Is it hairy? Because literally it has a Viking <laughs> on the cover. Uh-huh. Okay, it's Siberian fir, orange, and clove. Okay, so so I understand orange and clove. What is Siberian fir? It's like regular fir, but cold. And Viking. I, imagine it's it's oh fur f i r yes fur. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know fur. Yeah. Does not smell wet. Wet beard. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I, if you're going for Viking flavor, I think fur might be spot on. <laughs> and then really like yeah. And then mm-hmm. the the pirate beard is lime, bay leaf, orange, black pepper and clove. Okay, so that sounds like And it's one of those uh-huh. things it's like when you're scrubbing up it's just nice to be in the shower and like stuff your face with flavors and you're like, "Oh, it's it's nice to have scenty things, but they're dude scents." I like dude scents. Like I'm not a fl- like I get headaches from perfume. Yes. But I do like things like bergamot oil mm-hmm. is like something I love, you know. So, yeah, badass beard care. I actually have purchased these for myself and not for you. Well, I think you smelling nice is the gift you give everybody, <laughs> really. So. You're welcome. Hygiene. It only comes once a year. <laughs> it's true. Hygiene is the gift you give others. Hygiene so. is the best gene. Mm-hmm. But no, I like spicy, yeah, like like woodsy, spicy smells. I wish... That um, we just need to have more like gender neutral sense, I hmm. think, because I don't like lady sense. Hmm. I guess I'm going to wrap up. One other thing. <laughs> One other thing. If you're lost for um, ideas, what was that? <laughs> I think Jacob is losing his mind. No, 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 go on. I think he's had it with us. Um, go on. <laughs> if you're lost, charitable giving is always appreciated. I just sent Wikipedia some dollars. Because they ask nicely, right? I use Wiki every day, on mostly on my work computer. Consider that. Or go to that website. It's like, buy a goat for a hungry child in Guatemala and send the receipt to your grandmother. She'll appreciate it. Yes, I'm a big fan of charitable giving. So, and that is one of the things that, you know, I give friends every thank year. Thank you, Wikipedia. Organizations. I am mm-hmm. acquisitive and greedy. 
<laughs> I'm going to give you a card. The shameless commerce yeah. division. I, I gave a sober child three pints of gin and put your name on it. Oh, that's kind. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. Well, if you would like to get us something, we would very much appreciate that uh, like and subscribe. That would mean a lot to us. Uh, we're still kind of a new podcast, and getting the word out is its a journey of a thousand steps. And over Satan's backside. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, I guess we'll see you in hell. Yay! Bye-bye! Bye! This podcast is copyright 2021 by The Dispatchist and its Creative Commons. You're welcome to reuse with attribution. Look for us on your favorite podcast app. Say hi to us on Twitter or Gmail at the Dispatchist, no spaces. Check out our website, dispatch.ist, for more episodes, show notes, and a variety of hellish resources.